In our last episode, Abigail debated in her mind when she would tell Grace about her father. Hello, I'm Anne-Marie Moore, author of Love's Weaving Hands series books. I would like to welcome you to the LWH series podcast. Here, you can listen to the audio version of my books. It is my hope that this series will encourage every woman to know true love. This is a nine-book series, and I will be your narrator for book one, The King's Daughter. Chapter 13. Wilson bowed to King Derrick. How was your trip, sire? Aside from being among the most stubborn people in the island nation, I find the island hoppers an amusing distraction. I take it you joined their competitions again. He shook the dust from his head, revealing the faint red color in his hair. I did, but this body of mine kept begging me to stop playing these silly games with them. Tarek's laughter resonated in the nearly empty living room. It's good to see you enjoyed yourself, my lord. Yes, I felt refreshed. He looked around. I think this place could use a change. Drab and unsuitable for guests. The king motioned, and the servant opened the curtains and windows. It has been some time since you entertained a guest at the palace. Tell me, Wilson, how's your family? Much better now that they are back in China. It seems my wife became rather homesick. You should have gone with him. And leave you, my lord? Derek sat on the couch. Another servant bowed, holding a tray with cups filled with wine. Derek took one and whiffed the aroma. Satisfied, he took a sip. You're right, Wilson. I never would have made it without you. You have sacrificed a lot for me. Yet, I doubt that sacrifice should include your wife and child. Wilson took a seat across from Derek and accepted the wine served him. It is my desire, my lord, to see that your highness's happiness takes precedence over mine. You know the only thing that would make me happy, Wilson. Might I please the king with the news that Niall is to return to the island nation? The king's lips curved to one side as he smiled. How long has it been since he left? Almost four years, my lord. Do you think he would still be interested in searching for my daughter? I believe it would not take much to persuade him. True. Derek nodded. I have a carriage ready to meet Niall as soon as he arrives. Good. He shook more dust off his head, his red hair aglow. I just don't understand. What is it, my lord? It amazes me, Wilson, how we can have intelligence information on Niall's return and nothing on my daughter's whereabouts. My lord, it is possible we may never find her. Have you considered my advice? Marry another woman? Derek shook his head. Never. He leaned back. But I have given much thought to the possibility of adopting a young lady in my daughter's stead. In fact, I have considered it for quite some time. It may even prove beneficial if I choose her among the commoners of the land. Yes, adopting a commoner is a wise decision, sire, and should prove to be a good political move. Wilson mused at the possibility. Perhaps I should have followed through with adoption by now, yet... He stared out the window. The possibility of finding your daughter continues to present itself? Wilson finished his thoughts. Yes, and it would please me greatly if we would find her. 
Then I can keep my promises planned, and my wife's memory would live on. Wilson smiled and raised his cup in agreement. Niall loaded his belongings into the royal carriage awaiting him at the docks. It was a pleasant surprise. Surely, after all this time, they must have found her. But the royal carriage had him wondering otherwise, his mind filled with thoughts of years gone by. Niall recalled the last time he saw Annette. She thanked him and handed him a coin, which he later gave to Wilson. It perplexed both him and King Derek. Annette said nothing, my lord, Niall spoke. But I think she intended us to know something by giving us the coin. It is similar to the ones the woman would have carried with her and the child, Wilson added. That it is, my lord, Niall continued. I believe this is Annette's way of letting us know Abigail and the child are no longer among them. But how can you be sure? I can't, Niall readily admitted with a dejected sigh. The clans hold many a secret, my lord. Including the whereabouts of my daughter. King Derek raised his hands in frustration, then sat on his throne. Must you be going again, Niall? Wilson questioned. The clans trust you. I've already delayed my return home, and my absence has aroused much suspicion from my supporters. My mission has come in question, Niall paused. It is possible I'll not be allowed to return. Is there no other way? Could we not sanction him, my king? Wilson turned to Derek for a response. I must return home, my lords. It is not just my mission at risk, but of countless others I have trained. I understand, Niall. Derek's voice was sympathetic. Please let us know how we can help you. This letter you gave me is help enough. The rest is in the Lord's hands. Niall held out his hand to Derek. I'm sorry I could not do more for my lord. Perhaps we may see you again, Niall. Derek held out his hand in a warrior fashion, grasping Niall's wrist. Niall gripped the king's wrist as well and gave him a sympathetic smile. If the Lord wills, I shall return some day to the island nation. That was four years ago, and in the Lord's mercy, Niall was back. He looked around the busy docks for a moment before entering the royal carriage. The footman closed the door, and they started towards the palace. Nana, Abigail, and Grace walked arm in arm down the street. They made their way towards the docks. Abigail wrapped her shawl tightly around her head, making her look like a nomadic woman. This was quite the surprise trip, Nana. Have you enjoyed the sights of Constance, sweet Grace? It's nothing like Cliff Dell, but I'm sure it has its own charms. It just doesn't quite appeal to me. Constance does not charm me as Brooks Village would. Abigail frowned at Grace's mention of Brooks Village. Why did her heart feel so torn? Lord, do you want the child and I to return to Brooks Village? Abigail examined her heart, then probed Grace more. What do you think of the castle, we Grace? It looks rather large for one king, Grace chuckled. We studied the history of the royal family in school. What a tragedy, Nana. Many believe King Derek is dying in one of those palace rooms, grieving the loss of his wife and child. Some can't wait till King Derek dies to destroy the monarchy. 
And would you think palace life to be something you would desire with Grace? You mean being a princess? Grace smiled. Like any little girl, I dreamed of being a princess, but I would not trade my life with you regardless how many kingdoms they gave me. She tightened her hold on Nana's arm. Grace's words struck Abigail with a pain. This will not make matters easier if I keep involving my feelings. She chided herself. Oh, look, Nana, over there. Grace pointed near the docks and moved ahead of Abigail. One of the merchant ships unloaded some of their goods. They paraded around with much pomp, informing the locals of their wares. A man shouted, advertising the beautiful items brought from the Orient. What's the hold-up driver? Niall poked his head out and looked up towards the coachman. I'm afraid we have some unexpected festivities, sir. This time of year? Any time of year, sir. It seems these days folks find any excuse to celebrate something. The driver noted Niall's impatience. I will see if I can find a different route, the coachman shouted as the noise grew. Niall sat back in his seat. Grace stood by the road, observing. Abigail watched Grace as she looked with curiosity at the festivities. Abigail's shawl came loose as others pushed their way to watch. She stared at Grace, watching her giggle as someone tossed flowers their way. Grace turned and smiled at her as she showed her the prized flowers she caught. Abigail's mind filled with indecision. How can I let my Gracie go? Fireworks shook Abigail to attention. Gracie! Abigail shouted as she tried in vain to put her shawl back over her head, but finally gave up and let it rest on her shoulders. How about we return home? What did you say, Nana? Grace drew her ear near Nana's face. How about we return home? Abigail raised her voice. Grace nodded. All right. I have had enough of this noise, too. Abigail put her arm around Grace. The carriage turned, and Niall's eyes caught sight of Abigail with her arm over a young woman's shoulder. Wait! Stop the carriage! But the driver could not hear Niall's pleads. Niall quickly lost sight of the women when upcoming buildings blocked his view. Stop the carriage! Niall insisted vehemently, then jumped off. The driver pulled the horse's reins as he watched Niall run away. Niall's heart pumped several notches. He looked this way and that way, but the streets were teeming with even more people. He pushed his way, shouting, Abigail! Abigail! He spouted a few words in Irish, but the noise of the onlookers was greater than his voice. Niall made his way back to the carriage, defeat written all over his face. Make haste, driver! Take me to the palace at once! Are you sure, man? Wilson stared at Niall hoping he would make sense of his report. My lord, Abigail's older, but I cannot forget the face of... Niall hesitated. The face of the woman you admire, Niall. Niall dropped his gaze in silence. Come now, man, Derek coaxed. It's no secret. All these years, it fueled your determination to find my daughter because of your interest in Abigail Farrell. Niall looked up at Derek. I have great admiration for Miss Farrell, my lord. She is the reason I never quit my search. Then she should be close by, my lord, Wilson interrupted. I will send my men to the surrounding areas of the city, 
Wilson looked to Derek for his approval. Very well, Wilson. Derek gave him an assuring nod. How can I help, my lord? Niall asked expectantly. Wilson will let you know how you can help. Thank you, my lord. Niall bowed. Abigail and Grace sat on rocking chairs outside their home after the driver left them near the edge of their property. Oh, Nana, I really care little for the big city. Grace stopped rocking a moment. The only thing I fancy are the shops in East Constance, which I find delightful. She gave her Nana a mischievous smile. Ah, yes, the distractions of the world less can bring a measure of delight. Like my rock hunting, Grace chuckled and continued rocking. Abigail nodded, then stood to her feet. Grace watched her pensive Nana. We, Grace, Nana turned to face her. What would you say if we head back to Brooks Village? Grace stopped rocking, her mouth ajar. Do you mean it, Nana? I mean it, child. Grace beamed, then jumped up and wrapped her arms around Nana's neck. I take it that means you agree, lassie. Oh, yes, oh, yes, I do. This is such a wonderful answer to my prayers. She squeezed her Nana even tighter. Well, then, we mustn't delay, seeing we are about the king's business. Today? Grace pulled back and looked into her Nana's eyes. I still have to get to small buggy and a horse, you know. You mean we will not travel on foot through the mountains the same way we got here? Not any more. I'm getting much too old for that kind of adventure. Grace hugged her Nana again. I love you, Nana. I love you too, we Grace, Abigail whispered in her ear. Grace's heart skipped a beat. That was the first time her Nana ever told her she loved her back. Grace smiled, her familiar crooked smile beaming as she held tightly to her Nana. Life was perfect, and it could not get any better. If you would like to get this book and other books of the Love's Weaving Hands series, please visit lwhseries.com. Love's Weaving Hands series books and audios are copyright by Living Faith Publishing, LLC.